welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest, Jim Lee. Jim received his Bachelor of Science degree in economics from UCLA in 2010 and started his career as an inside sales representative for LoopNet slash CoStar. Now, though, real estate syndication, he is invested in over 600 units in the past two years and where he has participated as a general partner and limited partner. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Lance. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. I know you just got back from vacation, and I have a question about that. But before we get into everything and what you do, how you do it, tell us how you got here. Are you from a family of entrepreneurs? What drives that entrepreneurial spirit? I think it all came came down from my dad. Um, you know, he did a international business, export import. Growing up as a kid, I was watched him. You know, always go go to bed, sleep, have sleepless nights because as an entrepreneur. You're always thinking, what's next, right? How can I, where, where's, the, where's the money coming from? So um, I kind of gravitate toward that. And I always wanted to start a business ever since I was a kid. But because of the lack of experience, confidence, um, I wasn't able to do so. And so that's why I started working at LoopNet as my first uh, job out of my career. Was there a moment while you were working there that gave you the confidence to jump out and do your own thing? You know, what was the catalyst for that? Absolutely. So as I started working on LoopNet, I learned the importance of having multiple stream of income. And that's why I became a real estate investor. And I realized also, as I was going through my W2 uh, careers, um, I realized I can't rely, I can't depend on my salary. Because um, after LoopNet had, a, had gotten acquired by CoStar, essentially they laid off everyone from LoopNet. And I was part of that, even though I was one of the top sales rep for LoopNet, um, and that's when I realized, okay, this, 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 I gotta, I gotta do something about this. Either I create additional stream of income, or I just become a business owner myself. Um, that it's that way, I don't have to rely on anybody else. Got it. And then when you when you jumped into, so did you go right into real estate as as the primary business of what you know when you went on your own? Yes. Okay. Did you, what was your connection there? I mean, why real estate? My connection there was ba based off of the, the network that I had built working at LoopNet. Um, you know, just like my, my coworkers, the, there was a lot of real estate agent that applied mm. for this, the type of job that I, I was in inside sales role. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides that, like I said, I was building connections with other brokers in the other markets in New York, in Texas, in Florida, um, because as an inside sales, all I had to do is just pick up a phone call, make my make my daily calls and collect credit cards over the phone. So it's easy to connect with people across the world, uh, nationwide, I mean. So, yeah, so that kind of that that you know, helped me in some ways to get involved with real estate because I'm surrounded by people who who's already in the game. Um, so that, that's why they say it's always surround your people uh, with people with like-minded people. So that's, that's how you're able to excel. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. So I know you just got back from vacation because we, uh, you and I were trying to connect earlier. Uh, so you've obviously traveled to many countries, different parts of the world. What, what has been your experience about you know, immersing yourself in those cultures, what has it taught you about yourself? And then how have you implemented those lessons in your entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, I think the 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 biggest thing that I that I definitely learned from traveling is um, be humble. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think one of the biggest traits besides being humble is also having respect. When you travel to to another country, you have to show respect to the people, the place, the culture, like you mentioned. Just because one culture may seem different or odd to me, um, but it's completely normal to them, right? That's mm-hmm. th- that's what traveling has taught me. Um, and same thing as an entrepreneur, if you take that, you know, concept, you have to be respectful as an entrepreneur, right? Respect your client business. There's a lot of respect that comes along being a business owner. You have to be respected as well. Um, respect your client, no matter how much they disagree with you. If they don't believe what they, you're saying, you have to respectfully accept that. And so that's something that's taught me respectful, being respectful and, um, staying humble. Yeah, I think that's great. Just broadening your horizons for sure and, and realizing that you're not the center of the world. Very mm-hmm. important. Tell us about Formosa um, and, and how does it represent your business? Yeah, Formosa, the word Formosa was given by Portuguese when they uh, discovered the island Taiwan back in 1500, before Taiwan was given the, the name Taiwan. Um, Taiwan's where I came from, <laughs> by the way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they give us the name Formosa because when they discovered the island, they called it the beautiful island. And ever since then, Taiwanese took that as something we're, we're proud of. <laughs> and as soon as a Taiwanese investor rec- uh, sees my um, company name, they recognize it. They, it's a brand. It's my niche that I'm targeting. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Thanks for unpacking that. I I, I would had genuinely no idea going into that, you know, about the origins or anything. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you look up to? Uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, and what aspects of them do you relate to and mo- and how do they motivate you? I mean, if you're looking at the, the people, whatever, who everybody knows, Grant Cardone, right? Everybody wants to be in, mm. in this real estate syndication <clears throat> space. Everybody wants to be Mr. 10X. But if you're talking about someone who uh, has been alongside with me, it, definitely my business partner. Um, without him, I wouldn't be able to leverage his, his uh, track record, su- success, and also his his network to be able to syndicate my first two deals last year. So I definitely look up to him because um, he he has five kids. He's he does everything from A to Z. He can do he can raise capital. He can source deal, underwrite deal, manage deal, and sells a deal. And uh, now he's got he's his time and resources running out, and that's why he's delegating the task. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk about your skills as a problem solver. How, how do you come up with solutions when a problem comes up and what you do? I mean, it, it, it varies, right? It just depends on what type of problems occurs. As an entrepreneur, we always have to think about, um, you know, what's the best solution. I, I think I, I in, in general, I'm a you have to just get to know yourself, right? I'm a very analytical person. So mm. um, also logical. So I try to remove the emotion out of when making a decision. Um, I think that's what separates me from most. This helps because when problems arise, I do the best to remove the emotion out first. And I then I start to think about various solutions that could potentially solve the problem. Um, for example, uh, you know, I, I used to be a realtor, right? When a lockdown happened, I couldn't go out and host open house. To find leads, you know, those are that's like the number one source of leads, right? As a as a realtor. So Due to you know being my, my hands being tied working as a realtor during lockdown, I started to think about alternative ways to make money in real estate, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I started to you know again surround yourself with like-minded people. One of my investors, I was just brainstorming with him uh, with opportunities, things, ways to make money, and he introduced me to this podcast show called Real Estate Guys. 
Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Um, eventually, I started to listen to that show religiously, learn everything about syndication, and I started to go out to network. And that's how I got into syndication, really. Got it. Got it. Uh, so I hear from your bio that you're also a very generous person. So I'm interested in where does that generosity come from? Is it the family, culture, friendships? And then how do you tie that in with what you do with your company? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest rule, uh, biggest thing for me is that uh, I got into real estate syndication because the ability to help others, right? Not only can I create financial freedom for myself, but I can also help others as well. So I think when you look, when you look at the overall picture, being able to help others besides myself, where I'm talking about like the ability to give back to everyone who has been extremely supportive, to name a couple, you know, to help my mentors reach their goals faster. Uh, to my parents who made their sacrifices to bring us to the land of opportunity, right? To friends who believe in me through thick and thin. Um, you know, I'm, su I'm surrounded by really good people who inspire me to be a better version of myself every day. So that's, you know, it's the least I can do to give back. Yeah. What happens if people enter your circle in the opposite though? Because I've heard this theme a couple of times now come up in our short discussion of 11 minutes so far, which mm -hmm. is, you know, surround yourself with people that are like-minded, they're positive and all of that. Mm -hmm. But you, but sometimes you can't, sometimes you even have to work with folks that are bring us, you know, some negativity, some, some, and, and, and the negative stuff really sticks around. It's much more sticky than the positive stuff. So how do you, how do you handle those folks? You know, what's your, what's your, your motivation um, for hopefully, you know, pushing them away eventually some, at some point, but at some point you have to tolerate these folks. So like, what's your strategy? Absolutely. So I, I view that as an opportunity to grow, to learn from, right? I think when you come across challenges, when you come across disagreement, it's always it's always good to look on the other side of the coin, right? There's to me, I, I look at a coin as three sides of the coin: the heads, tails, and the edge, right? Um, you might come from the head side, and then your disagreement might come from the tail side. But mm -hmm. if you can stay on the edge, you're able to learn you know, on, from the other side and, and get the best of both worlds. So I don't necessarily see that as something that, you know, negative as something bad. I, I see that sometimes as an opportunity um, to be able to learn even more additional, like, what am I missing there? Why, why, why is it that this person disagree with me so much? Right. So that's, that's how I look at things. I love that. I love that. And, and sometimes I think what I do is I end up looking at like, I see their behavior and I go, I, I want to avoid that. And never do that sort of thing. So you're sort of learning in even just by seeing like, oh, that's, there's a possibility I could be, I could do those things. And obviously, you know, then you can feel your uh, negativity inside just being pulled from them and everything. Um, I, I think your personal investing journey also comes from a savers mentality. I mean, you have to save capital to get in to the real estate game. So how does one change their mindset to be more like you and, and leverage to their advantage? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> long story short i was born and raised in taiwan with savers mentality in asian culture we've been taught if you can't pay for something in cash you can't afford it in our mind basic that is slavery and cash is freedom yes um as you know this philosophy runs counter to heavy uh, debt and consumerism culture in america so it was uh, a bit of a struggle for me to adapt to the culture when i first moved here um but eventually eventually i think the 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 hardest, the easiest way to get out of that is to just educate yourself, right? There's so many ways of educating yourself these days. You know, you can listen to podcasts, read books, um, you know, go on YouTube, join mastermind groups, go network, 
you know, plenty of ways, right? The way how I was able to overcome this mindset was, was pick up the purple Bible bowl that everybody read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm. by Robert Kiyosaki. So that's a good starting point, right? So, so once I bought my first condo with cash offer, I read that book and I'm like, why am I so stupid? Why did I not use debt? <laughs> like I, there's so many benefits from it. You know, once you educate yourself, you realize there's so much things that, that you don't know that you should have learned before you buy your first property. But, you know, that's all mistakes. You know, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, you ha and you have to make those mistakes in order to, to learn from them. I agree with you. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's the way I was raised, too. I'm not Asian. I'm Native American. But in the same sort of way of like, you shouldn't be taking on debt. And they're just scared of debt. But it's like, and I'm, a, I'm, a real, I'm, a, I'm a real estate developer and an investor, um, much like you. And there's good debt right? There's debt that pays you back that pays for itself. And you're constantly making money. I'm sure you've heard the, you know, you make five, you make money five different ways, literally from just having one rental property. And we won't go into detail, but it absolutely works. Yeah. And I love that. Thank you for dropping the uh, rich dad, poor dad book in there. Everybody who's listening should read that book. My, my two, two of my children actually read it last year. I paid them in the summer to read it and write a report um, for it. So you can't, can't state enough how, how great of a book that is. Um, what have you learned from being an active investor versus a passive investor? What I've learned is that um, I think it's best to, for everyone. Now, that's just my opinion, right? For my own personal journey to start off as an active investor. So you basically learn everything, the whole process. Because mm -hmm. uh, when I when I acquired my first two-bedroom, one-bathroom condo, I that's exactly what I did. Um, you know, I ran the background check on tenants. Uh, got the tenant in, did the maintenance, collect rent, and did pretty much everything from A to Z. And I realized how, that I don't want to be that actively involved. <clears throat> I, I I see real estate as something that is just passive. I just want to just park my money there, let use my money to make more money, and that's 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 my investment philosophy. Now, once you learn the process, system, and process, like once you learn everything that there you need to learn about real estate, mm -hmm. then you can start to, you know, uh, build the system around it, you know, um, and, 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 and basically let it run itself and, and hire other people, delegate the task, right? Pro ha have property managers that, to take over. And that's where you become more passive. Um, and it's always good to also diversify, right? Because, you know, you can make the most money by, by being active, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you should that, that you shouldn't look, you know, other to park your money somewhere else so, so that you can diversify a little bit. And that's the beauty of syndication, right? You're not just tied to one market. You can invest in different markets, different property types, and with different sponsors. Um, so that's that's the power of diversification. Let's dive into the syndication a little bit. Tell, tell everybody who doesn't know what multifamily syndication is, please unpack that for us and tell us um, why you might invest in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a multifamily syndication is basically a partnership between investors who pull all the resources into this multifamily that we we acquire. This allows you to invest, you know, multi-million dollars like multifamily or any commercial buildings, really, like you know, uh, retail, industrial, office. Uh, syndication eliminates much of the risk while sharing the upside. Uh, the property generates an income. Uh, that income will be split amongst investors. Um, so it's a win-win situation for all. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And then passive versus active. I just want to go back to this one one more time because you just came off the vacation. So mm -hmm. what are the what are the pluses and minuses in terms of being obviously if you make you make more money like you said doing active stuff, um, you make less money with the passive. But is there a trade off with time? I mean, are you more free if you're doing passive? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Once once you're able to get more passive under your belt, it's definitely uh, it definitely um creates uh, it gives it gives you more time to do other things, and that's why uh to be to to be truly financially free in my definition is uh to to be more passive than actively involved um and that, that that's something that i encourage everyone to do but you know i i don't i'm not opposed to people getting involved at, to start off actively cuz you need to learn the system you you need to know what kind of investor you what the the tolerance are you 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 have um you know the risk level and and how you want to manage the property like all this stuff that you need to know in order to delegate the task to hold someone else accountable for your expectation fantastic yeah uh tell us about your mission and vision for real estate syndication and then how are you going to achieve your long goal with it yeah so my mission is very simple it's just to educate and bring value in the form of a syndication in my opinion it's the safest and fastest track to reach the reality of financial freedom mm -hmm. um my vision is to make sure that everyone who's part of formosa which is my company uh will improve their fin financial life tenfold so they can focus on reaching their dreams and not their next paycheck got it got it well i hope you can get there Two questions as we're as we're running up on the end of the interview here. I ask these to everybody. And the first one is knowing what you know now, and if you could go back in time when you first started your business, what is one piece of advice you give your former self? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, change my attitude towards everything. Um, I used to be very close-minded, and this ties back to the the three sides of the coin, right? Because, um, you know, I used when you talk about politics, you have people who is far right, far left. And then you, you talk about, you know, investing, there's people who are like savers, and there's people who are just borrowers. So like, if you if you can really just understand the other side of the coin and, and, and be more open to learning, that's, that's all to your benefits. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The book I recommend for everybody on that is uh, there's a book called uh, How to Train Your Empathy. And I think that's a, it's a beautiful book because it really gives you that sort of, I'm looking at, I see you're writing it down now. You should yeah, check that yeah, out. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, Jim, I, I, I love even, books. <laughs> yeah. It, how to uh, train or just train your empathy. I'm sorry. Train, train your empathy. empathy. It's not how to, but it basically is a how to book. And mm -hmm. what I love about it is it breaks down the difference between sympathy and empathy. And I think a lot of Americans that I know are, are confused about the two and like, they're very distinctly and separate. And my, my daughter is actually going to come into the office and finish her report. That's her report for the summer already. And then she's done with the books for me. So check that out. Awesome. Um, la last question, Jim, um, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to find, follow you and, and maybe even work with your company, where, where can they find you? Uh, they can check out my website, formosainvesting.com. And they can also connect me through social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Formosa investing. Beautiful. Jim, thank you so much for your time. We really hope that you can achieve all of your long-term goals. Uh, keep in touch and uh, have a great day. Appreciate you, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Lance.